Oh my God. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hello. Welcome kick-ass nation. I'll give you guys a little few minutes to uh, get on here and realize that you got a reminder and you got to be somewhere because we're going on early today, ladies and gentlemen. And we have a special guest, which I'll be introducing here in a second. But uh, meanwhile, let me just make sure we got this all shared out to everybody. And um, this is going to be a really, really awesome show. So we'll give you guys a chance to get here and we'll refresh my screen. Ba -ba -ba -ba. All right. What's going on? Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. There we are. Here we are. Oops, I don't want to hear my own voice, that's for sure. What's going on? Nope, don't want to do that. Got to be able to interact with you guys. All right. What's up? What's up, kick-ass nation of misfits for life? All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes. Hey, what's up, Katie, Nelly? Good to see you guys. So here we are. Welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And uh, wow, am I excited tonight. I love talking with people who have it together. I love talking with people who are real, genuine, honest, sincere, passionate, have a conviction about what it is that moves us towards our goals and moves us away from our pain and our agony and our, our self-fulfilling prophecies of what it is that life sucks. And I had the pleasure of being the guest on my guest show um, not too long ago and got a chance to know him a little bit better. The thing I love about my guest tonight is the fact that we're both out there serving. We're both out there giving of ourselves, giving of our experiences, giving of our passion to really help you guys get through this situation. At the time of the taping, I'm sure you guys will be watching this years later, at the time of this taping, we're going through pandemic. It's now what May something or other, like it's May 19th. Yeah, it's May 19th, 2020. So at the time of this taping, we're still going through COVID. We still got a bunch of stuff going on. So myself and my guest have been passionately going out there every day and just serving and giving up knowledge and inspiration and motivation and ways to get you guys to think differently about your situation so that you come out of this better than you were when you went into it. And we're going to be diving deep into a lot of things that I've been talking about recently, talking about what's the new normal, how to have resiliency, how to be unstoppable, how to change your perspective about your past, present, and your future, how to get out of the way of your own excuses, and how to just have a super kick-ass, unstoppable life. I mean, my guest, Tony Rodriguez, comes to us. He's a certified high-performance coach. He's a Tony Robbins coach. And if you guys know me, if you guys have been around me for any length of time, you guys know that Tony Robbins is magnificently one of the biggest reasons why I did not wind up in jail or dead or addicted to drugs and alcohol because I read all of his books. I followed all of his tapes. And so I'm so super pleased that Tony's going to be a part of us. Um, he's got 18 years of personal development experience plus his own life experience. And he's the founder of Get Up and Grow, which we're going to be talking about. And I'm super excited about that. So without any other hesitation, please welcome to the kick-ass Raw and Unscripted Show, Mr. Tony Rodriguez. Tony, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? What a hell of an intro you uh, you did there, man. I appreciate that. I will correct. I will only just, I'll, I'll tweak one thing. I'm actually not a coach for Tony Robbins. I'm a trainer for Tony Robbins, which is two very different things. Is it? Um, I am a certified high performance coach. Uh, well, I like to say strategist because these days coaches uh, is is is. <laughs> I know. It's a little over. I so I don't. I and I'm at the end of the day, I'm not just a coach. I'm a strategist because I don't just, you know, I haven't just read the book and taken the class. 
I've actually lived it in life. So I say that I'm a strategist because I offer more than just, hey, this is what I think. But I've also been there and said, this is what I've done. And these are the experiences that I've shared and everything else. So I am a, a certified uh, high performance life and business strategist, but I'm actually a trainer for Tony Robbins, which is different. Cool. We'll, we'll jump into that. But you just mentioned something, Tony, and that's one of the things that I want to get to know about you and that I love with my guests is diving deep first into what is your experience? What is your life experience? You know, you've had 18 years of personal development experience, but what's your story and what got you to that point where you took personal development like myself so seriously to change your situation? What was your upbringing and what was some of the challenges that you had that caused you to move towards personal development and become a trainer? Well, you said that we only have an hour or so. Do you really want to get into this? Yes, absolutely, man. <laughs> so, all right, a bit of my story. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the short version of it, as short as I can make it. Um, actually, I was born in Portugal, so I came to this country when I was six years old. I immigrated here with my parents. Um, and, you know, life was not easy growing up, you know, uh, at all. You know, we, we, we never went hungry, but there was plenty uh, plenty that uh, that was a challenge and that we had to do without. Uh so fast forward, I, I, you know, it was, it was, it was not, um, I didn't have what you would consider. I, I didn't have the childhood that I would want for my kids. Let's just say that parts of it, I guess, you know, were good, but there were a lot of difficult challenges as well as many, many of us have, have had difficult challenges with in life, right? Growing, growing, uh, through life. So I found myself at 16 really being suicidal and, uh, just not being in a good place. And God has a sense of humor, right? I didn't do it, obviously. And uh, God has a sense of humor. So on my 18th birthday, I actually had a massive car accident um, oh. where basically I went through a windshield. I was a passenger. I went through a windshield. And, you know, I know that this is a a, a, a free speaking uh, uh, show. So oh, yeah. basically I happen to say the F word a lot. Um, and I said that that <laughs> saved my home, life. brother. You're at home. Uh, I say that the word fuck saved my life. And people are like, what, what do you mean? So as well, because when just before we collided, I turned to my cousin and I said, fuck, as I got ejected out of the car. Oh, my God. My, hip, my hips kept me in the car. My legs kept me in the car. So I you actually I went through the windshield. No. I went through the windshield and my hips kept, kept, kept me in. So I it brought me back. But that I caused severe head trauma, you know. Got you know my my neck was slashed. I lost my eyebrow, a chunk of my forehead. It was a bit of a mess. Anyway, uh, the point of that is, I woke up in the ER in the in the ER wherever I was, and I looked down at my body from fifteen or twenty feet up and said, "Fuck, who's going to tell my mom I'm dead?" So it was a surreal experience for me. Um, and uh, you know, I had the black tunnel, white light. It was very peaceful, actually. <laughs> Oddly enough, uh, I had, so I had the black tunnel white light exploded into a world of pain. I didn't die, uh, but it changed my life. It was a pivotal. It was one of the pivotal points of my life because uh, I, I I grew up in a very oppressive uh, household, uh, a lot of violence. Um, you know, a regular day was you know you're never going to amount to shit as opposed to you know the inspiration. So it was just it was not it was a tough place to grow up. But you know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger right i've learned i learned a lot of things yeah <laughs> nice uh, right there that's it i learned a lot of things growing up because you know i learned what i didn't want i learned how not to be i learned how you know i learned the antithesis of 
you know, so I learned the opposite. So anyway, fast forward at the age of 18, I would have died without having lived. I would have died without ever having tasted life. I would have died without having experienced anything in life. Didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't play sports because I wasn't allowed. There was a lot of things that, 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 that were happening that weren't right. Um, but I decided shortly thereafter that if I was going to die tomorrow, I would live today. So I took on all my fears. You know, I was afraid of deep water because I almost drowned a couple of times as a kid. So I started scuba diving without really knowing how to swim very much. Right. Uh, I was afraid of heights. So I started skydiving. If it went fast, I strapped my ass to it. The minute I could rub two nickels together, I was on a plane going somewhere and experiencing life. Because if I even today, if I die tomorrow, I would have lived today. I've, yeah. I, so for a few years, I lived more life in a few years than many people that, within my means, let's just say that, because obviously there's there's a lot of people with a lot more means. But at least for me, from where I am today, uh, I'm a much different person than I was. So I know it's a long way of getting to, uh, to, to, to your answer. So I lived with pain for a long time. I started seeing certain measures of success. I was, my father bet against my success when I first got into real estate, which I've been in real estate for 30 years, among other things. Um, bet against me, I won the bet and, and you know, I didn't stop. I kind of used that as fuel moving forward. So I started seeing some success, but I was still living with pain and, and regretted that accident, you know, having wished that that accident had never happened to me because it destroyed my life, it hurt me, this, that. When I met Tony Robbins for the first time, I was 29. So it's actually uh, 29, 28, 28, 29, something like that. Uh, 20, 29 years old. So it's been about 19 or 20 years. Um, I learned that or I came to the, the realization that, you know, life is actually happening for me, happening for me, not to me. And I came to the realization that that accident saved my life. That accident didn't knock me off course. That accident put me on my course. Yes. Right? I wouldn't be here today had that not happened. I grew up in Newark, so I don't know where I would have been. I don't live in Newark anymore. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just been a, it, it's a whole it's a whole new world. So that was my first experience into uh, the personal development world. So I started diving deeper into it and learning more and growing um, because I had a lot of, of my own demons that I had to calm down and that I had to fix and a lot of the challenges that I had. And I went through the course and I went through one after the other and, and I just got immersed in it and I started getting involved in crewing and, be, and then I became a senior leader um, with the organization learning after having been through all of it and then uh, about three years ago I was promoted to I uh, was made a trainer so now I help people I've helped thousands of people go through the course uh, even though obviously it's Tony Robbins giving the course and it's you know hit the facilitators but you know myself and probably another 150 or 160 uh, trainers throughout the world uh, are the ones that assist Tony in getting people through the event because when Tony's having those interventions with people, he can only have two or three a day. There, then there's us on the sides and in the background having those same interventions with other people. Um, well, the same, you know what I mean? Endless of that and helping people through the event because you know that's that's what we do: helping people grow through what they go through. So, what you what you've just shared, and thank you so much for sharing that. It's amazing, Tony. When I think about the people I've interviewed and my own life experiences, when you talked about it and near-death experience, which is interesting, you bring that up. I'm reading books about this experience and finding out that death is not a scary spot, that actually it's a freeing spot. And once you stop being scared of death, you start living. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would actually, because, you know, it just wasn't my time. 
it really just wasn't my time because as far as, and I, and I didn't flatline for what it's worth. I didn't flatline, but to me, I did. To me, it was the rebirth of, of who I am today. Cause I was a shy kid in high school. You wouldn't recognize, you wouldn't know who I was. Yeah. Just, that's oh, just who too. I was. And, uh, and right. And, uh, you know, life, right. That life has changed. So now I'm, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's the new version of me. It's I, hell on Instagram. I'm Tony Rodriguez 2.0. You know, I'm at least on 2.0 version. It might actually be more than that. I, I'm definitely on my second life, maybe my third. I'm not sure, because uh, for a lot for a while, I did do a lot of a lot of. Uh, um, I mean, I've I've never been into 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 recreational uh, substances. Let's say, short of you know, obviously, uh, none, nothing nothing crazy. Let's just say that. Yeah. Were you but like I'm that? junkie. What's that? Medicinal medicine. I call it medicinal medicine. I'm a promoter. Well, I'm not saying that I've not, like I said, did I say mention hardcore? Uh, so, I've done it all except for heroin. Yeah, I've I've not I've not done a lot of the hardcore stuff. Just it was just not my thing. I I, I like being in control, except kind of sort of because jumping out of an airplane, you're not in too much control. But you know, my drug my drug my drug of choice was adrenaline, right? So I I I you know I I enjoy that for a very long time. Don't do it as much as I used to because you know kids and family and stuff. <laughs> and it hurts and it's scary and all sorts of other yeah, stuff. Recovery and bounce back is not <laughs> to be. That's for damn sure. You would get along good with my buddy Scott Goyette. We do Friday Night Lives. I was telling you about that. And he he's like, if you get near me, we're going to be doing some crazy shit. And I'm like, okay, you're in Austin. I'm here in California. That kind of scares me. But again, that's truly, Tony, what's living. I mean, there's so many people out there that are existing versus living. My question to you, Tony, based on what you just said, you know, I've been through some pretty harsh experiences myself, you know, tried to commit suicide twice. Fortunately, I sucked at it. I had a guy put a gun to my head. I've been carjacked. I've had all sorts of experiences that have led me to the path that I'm on now, which is like, okay, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to die or I don't want to be in jail. I don't want to be addicted to drugs or alcohol. I want to enjoy them, but I don't want to be addicted to them. What's your advice right now? I mean, obviously we're going through COVID. We're going through a, a pretty harsh time right now where people are struggling without having a near-death experience or having something that's that severe in their life, what can people do or gain from this experience to catapult them into that, that strength, that, that believing, that knowing, you know, you know it from your experience. I know it from my experience. I know other people, there's been that, that pinch point where they're just like, no, I'm fucking done with it. I can't do it anymore. I'm not going to do it. Anymore. They have that epiphany. They have that. I was just talking to my pest control guy today. For some reason, people always tell me everything. He's like, I used to be addicted to meth and blah, blah, blah. He starts telling me his life story. And I'm like, why did you stop meth? And he goes, because my wife told me if it's me or the meth. And I said, you stopped just based on somebody telling you that they love you. Where most people are out there struggling and they can't do that. What is your, what, what do you, what advice do you have for those people that are struggling right now, Tony? Because so many people are. Yeah. I mean, look, this is quite the situation as I've been coining it, uh, that we're going through now. And, uh, and listen, uh, uh, let's just say at this point, I'm in New Jersey, right? So we're in a bit of a hotbed, but I guess in a way I'm glad I'm not in California. Uh, no, 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 uh, no shot. Hey, hey. hey, you know what I mean? Listen, LA County is going to be closed for the next five years. Um, so I'm coming to Jersey, playing with the bees then. <laughs> which, by the way, I became allergic to last year. So it's always fun now when I get stung. Oh. Um, so, you know, to your story of the pest control guy, uh, I think it's important to to just stay connected with the people that you love and the people that matter. Um, 
And there's so much power in that, so much power in, in, in believing in someone, so much power in, um, in, in, in love, right? Love over fear, faith over fear. You know, one of the things that I've, I, I've been saying a lot more now than, than ever before is faith and fear both demand that you believe in something that you cannot see. So I just encourage people to have faith and believe in hope, believe in a brighter tomorrow, believe that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because there is. You know, it doesn't matter how dark the night, the sun is always going to come up. doesn't matter how, how, how strong the storm, every storm runs out of rain. That's not my line, but that's the truth. doesn't matter how bad things are. And you know, here's the good thing. When, just when you think you just can't take it anymore, you are at the point of breaking through. Yes. Right? Because it's that threshold. It's when you think you can't go any further and you just push a little further. That's where victory is. You know, it was uh, Bob Marley that said, hold on. Yep. I love that. That's it. Most people stop. That sits in front of me all the time, Tony. That sits in front of me all the time. It's so true, guys. You never know. Yeah. Bob Marley says, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you've got. So now it's time to dig deep and be strong. Be strong for those who are weak. Be strong for those in your life that that they aren't watching this right now, right? Because those of you who are watching this and getting engaged and growing your mind and really, you know, preparing yourself for what for what's coming, preparing yourself for when the world opens up. Because it is not in the times of war that you sharpen your sword. You sharpen your sword before the battle, not during the battle. So now's the time to get your shit together. Now's the time to prepare. Now's the time to innovate. Now's the time to look and listen, we've gone through eight or nine weeks of this already. Hopefully you've been sharpening your sword. Hopefully you've been learning, you've been reading, you've been expanding your mind and your possibilities and, and where you can go, right? Because now is the time to do all the things you said you didn't have time to do. Now's the time to reconnect with your kids. Now's the time to reconnect with your with your with your with your spouse, with your loved one. Now's the time to reconnect with those old friends that you say, "Oh man, I know, I wish we can get connected." Now's the time, right? Don't let another day go by and say, "Oh, I wish I had more time." You know, yeah, again, I'm. If anybody knows me, they know that my life is like a series of quotes. You know, instead of saying, oh, I don't have time, try saying that I just didn't make it a priority and see how that fits, see how that feels. Because it isn't the lack of time, it's the lack of, of prioritizing what it is. What's more important to you? Is it getting shit done or is it make, you know, Jim Rohn, again, series of quotes. Jim Rohn says, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. If you if you don't want it bad enough, you'll find an excuse, right? So Read are you mind. ready? Here's what I tell people, you know, I mean, if you, you're, you, you know, we're friends on Facebook now, so you see my daily stuff as it is, right? Oh, you know, yeah. things that I was on another podcast yesterday or two days ago, and I was telling people, I said, listen, the reality is this, you can have just about, okay, you can have just about anything you want in life if you're willing to pay the price. If you're willing to pay the price, you can have just about anything in the world you want. But the price isn't always monetary. Sometimes the price is time. Sometimes the price is discipline. Sometimes the price is dedication. Sometimes the price is letting go of the old bullshit story as to why you think you can't have whatever it is that you say you want. 
sometimes the price, actually not sometimes, every next level of your life is going to demand a different version of you. So the price you've got to pay for who you want to become is who you were yesterday or maybe who you are today. And if you're willing to pay the price, the sweat, the tears, whatever the hell it is, then you can have it. Hell yes, Tony, preach it, brother. Wow, thank you so much. I knew you were going to be awesome, and you're coming out of the gate firing on all cylinders, so thank you for bringing the passion. Thank you for bringing the, the authenticity, brother, because that's what these people need to hear. That's what my Misfits for Life are all about, dude. They're all about real, heartfelt, as you can tell by the comments that I'm posting on the, on the, on the page, they're all about the real grit, the real grind, not the fluff. That's why I say helping people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. I could easily go self-help fluffy bullshit. I was the suit and tie speaker. I was the guy that trained with Les Brown. And when you just keep bring the grit and you bring the passion, that's when people start to learn. I mean, look at this. That's right, Tony. When no more in you, just one more step, just one right. more step. One, just being strong. Let's see what Cindy says. I'm letting many things go here at home so I can learn from wise people on podcasts, positive help. Thank you, Cindy, for being here. So let me ask you this, Tony, and thank you for sharing that. And I love the grit. You know, people keep talking about the new normal. They like, what's normal? What's normal? I'm like so fucking fed up with normal. In your opinion to me, what is normal? And is that a good thing? Or is that something that we should be avoiding? Listen, I don't want to go back to the the, the, the the normal that was where everybody's a goddamn victim and everybody's, you know, bitching and moaning and saying, poor me. Well, right now, you know, here's the thing. Now you you got a whole new, you got a whole new appreciation for your teachers, right? Because, you know, you've got your kids at home driving you crazy. You know, the, the, some of the best memes I saw the one weekend, oh, I've already expelled my kid. Yeah, I threw him out of school, you know, this and that. The reality of it is, you know, our teachers are important. Our nurses are more important than anyone else. Don't get me wrong. Doctors are important as well. But nurses are the ones that are there day in, day out. My wife is a nurse, so I have an intimate connection to that. Uh, we, we, we get to appreciate all the things that we love that we can't do right now, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going out to a restaurant, whether it's, you know, going to whatever it is, Starbucks or going to the bookstore or going to, to, to the beach or going to a park or doing whatever, going to the movies. So many things that we take for granted right now is the time for us to really pay attention and sit back for a second and say, damn, holy shit. Look at all the things that you can be grateful for. Right. Look how blessed you actually are. And so, you know, it's really about changing your focus. And I and I just kind of lost my my, my train of thought where I was where I was going with that uh, based on the question that he says of oh, the new norm. So I don't know about going back to, to, to the same old way of doing things. Unfortunately, no. politically and everything else, it's kind of nonsense. And they're already back to their same old games and antics. And and I'm not saying one side or another. I'm just I'm tired of the whole thing. Listen. I'll say this politically. I'll I'll say this, and I will stand by, and I'll say it to anybody. I think the extremists on either side are freaking idiots, and they're what's wrong with this country, right? Thank the extremists on either side. Nancy Pelosi, she needs to use the the mask. She needs to. Never mind. I'm going political. She it needs to be duct tape. Uh, they but, all need to. They all need to shut the fuck up. We need new people. We need new ideas. We need a new direction. We got to get rid of the stale bullshit that's going on in yeah. this world. Otherwise, we're going to get ourselves yeah. into death. Yeah, it's a stale politics, but the reality of it is the new norm, uh, the new norm is going to be interesting because, um, you know, I'm a very hands-on person. I'm the handshaker. I'm the hugger. I'm the communicator. I love to be around people. That's going to change. Um, 
you know, I guess the good thing that came from this is more people are washing their hands today than ever before. <laughs> you know, uh, so the new norm is going to be interesting uh, how people are going to um, how people are going to interact with each other. Uh, the universities, many of them are already canceling uh, their their fall semesters or pushing them back or, you know, so I think that it's going to change the face of commercial real estate potentially because there's so many more people working from home and having the ability and the, the employers are seeing how they can do more with less, perhaps, uh, or, or certainly with less space. So that might be a new dynamic, uh, more people working from home and working remotely. I think that uh, that that this is going to, and again, having been in real estate for 30 years, I think this is going to be the return of the suburban real estate market because so many people, I can't imagine what it's like being stuck in a three or four, even a five room apartment in a city where you can't really go anywhere in your high rise. So I think that's going to be changing as well. There's going to be so many things shifting. The, the one thing I hope is that, you know, what should happen is every politician should uh, not be allowed to receive a check. Actually, that should have been done from the very beginning because it's all real easy to say, oh, we're going to keep everything closed for now while you're receiving a five or $10,000 uh, a week or a month or whatever check that they're getting from the government that, you know, they're continuing to get that auto deposit where the average American is not. So I think it's kind of tragic what's been happening. And I, unfortunately, and you know, not, not to, not to be a Debbie downer here, but unfortunately, I'm sorry if there's any Debbies on here. I didn't know the name. Uh, <laughs> You're good, bro. You're good. But, You're good. Uh, but the reality of it is, I think that we haven't even begun to see the casualties of these piss poor decisions that this government is making. Oh yeah. So true. So true. Tony. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. You're obviously lighting people up. I mean, we got a lot of shit going on over here, but one of the things I'm really super curious about that I want to highlight here is that your movement, your passion is get up and grow, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so talk to us about that. I mean, you've, you've shared fire, you've shared your own personal experience of, of what it means to have to put, you know, your, your blood, sweat and tears into something to become something that you don't want to be. Somebody was just asking me the other day, like, I don't know what I want. And I said, what do you not want? And they're like, Oh, they came up with 17 things. And I'm like, okay, great. Then counteract those and, and make those your passions, make those your passions. If you don't want to die young, then start taking your health seriously. If you want to make an impact, let's start making an impact seriously. So what is grow, get up and grow. And, and how is that impacting people in your sphere of influence? Yeah, first I'm gonna address that last comment and say, I actually do want to die young, just as late as possible. <laughs> I just want to die young, just as late as possible. Well, to be honest with you, dude, I thought I was gonna die at 27 because all of my heroes had died at 27. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna die at 27. When I made it to 28, I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna do now? Then all of a sudden at 48, I became a dad. You know, we adopted my beautiful son who was amazing. And now I'm like, with technology and everything else, you know, I used to sit there and get scared of death, Tony. I used to think about, fuck, you know, I'm not I'm going to die with my music still inside of me. And I was like, so and I was working my job. I was working my career job. I was in my zone of excellence and doing all that other shit. And so talk to us about what it is that you're doing and how you're impacting people to rise above the challenges that they thought they were succumbed by the, the, the victim mindset, the, Oh, I'll never be able to do that. Oh, that's for other people. I just had, I had, I had two people call me special and an, and an anomaly in the last two weeks. But I'm like, why did you call me that? Like, Oh dude, you just quit Percocet for, uh, you know, without even, yeah, I just did. I just quit taking Percocet. I was on five pills a day for my back and I stopped taking, I've quit cigarettes. I've quit drugs. I've quit everything. 
And I just decided to do it. I was talking to the guy today. I just decided to do it. How can we help people decide to take charge of their life right now via your movement? Yeah. So before I say that, I will say that my comment, die young as is, 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 uh, late as possible, is I don't want to die an old man. In other words, I want to die old, but I don't want to die an old man. I want to have that, 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 that fire life inside right so die young as late as possible as healthy as possible i'm, I'm 51 how you're just you're younger than me right i think we yeah. already uh, that. I'm, you're 40, I'm 31 a rough couple of years no I'm, I'm 48 yeah i mean so yeah i mean that's what i tell that's what i tell myself right now my son's three and a half years old i was walking today and admittedly i'm in a lot of pain i had back surgery a year ago in january and now i need more and now i can't have any more shots so i was like walking in pain i was limping my dog was limping and I was like, damn, and my three and a half year old son is like running. I'm like, okay, I have to figure this stuff out to keep going because I want to be the best influence. I want to be the best example. I want to be the best dad I could possibly be. And with technology and everything else, we're going to be living longer. But again, back to that question, how do we get people out of that victim mindset that, oh, you're special, you're different. You, you can commit to those things. I can't, I'm going to go after my short-term gratifications versus the long-term results. How do you empower people to get past that crap? Well, that's kind of the challenge. Everybody wants, you know, uh, instant gratification. Everybody wants right now. You know, they look at people like, oh, you think it's easy? Look at you. You did this because look at look at that overnight success. Yeah, 10 year, 20 year overnight success. You know, they've been working at it for 10 or 20 years. Nobody, you know, when you see people's uh, social media profiles and everything else, you're seeing, you know, their highlight reels. You're not seeing the bad shit. You're not seeing the bad days. You're not seeing the fact that, you know, maybe there was sacrifice. I was having a conversation today with someone where we were discussing, and he's in the political machine, and we were discussing how, uh, what's some of the things that are wrong with the system. And we're not going to get into that because that was an hour long conversation. But the reality of it is, you know, we are, we are a compilation of our life's experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, and especially the ugly, because those tough times are the, those are the times that shape you. Those are the, the days that try to make break you, or the days that actually make you. Those those are the ones that really make you who you are. Now, when you look at things that happen in your life, you can look at them and say, "I'm a victim" or "I'm the victor." The reality of it is, you survived 100% of the worst days of your life. You've survived 100% of the worst days of your life, and you're going to keep surviving. You're going to keep. But the challenge is, are you are you just surviving or are you thriving? Yes. You That's know, what I'm talking about right there. So it's about it's about thriving, not just surviving. You know, you don't want to be again another quote, you don't want to be the person that dies at 25 and only gets buried at 75 and lives the same year over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be the person that thrives. I don't want to just survive. So there's nothing wrong if right now you're in the middle of the situation and you're just surviving and that's all you want to do, that's cool. I I I don't disrespect that. But I want to thrive, not just survive. Life's too short. Life's too serious to take too seriously. And it's too short to just survive because one day you're going to be gone. I've, you know, th through this situation, I've, I've, I've lost three related family members, my, my wife's side. You know, wow. I've known people that have succumbed to this. Like I said, we're in the hotbed, man. I'm in, I'm 40 miles from Manhattan, you know? So unfortunately there, there's, there, I know people that have passed away from this stuff, but the reality of it is life is going to go on. We've got to really look at at what what is it that you want focusing on what you want not what you don't focusing on on fear is only going to hold you down you know the reality is it's about living your life and enjoying the process you know 
Joseph McClendon, which is another one of my mentors with Tony Robbins uh, partner on stage, he, you know, he, uh, he shared, and this is scientific research that for every minute that you spend in fear, anxiety, and anger, it can weaken your immune system for 46 hours. Not 46, four to six hours. For every minute that you spend laughing, you can, you can strengthen your immune system for up to 24 hours. So it's important to, to focus on what you want. It's important to laugh and enjoy yourself even through all this, right? Even through all of this, it's, it's, it's not worth living in fear because it, it does nothing for you. You know, like there's a saying that says, you know, no amount of guilt can change the past. And no amount of anxiety can change the future. There is only now. Eckhart Tolle talks about there is only now. And guess what? Now is already passed. And now is already passed. And now is already passed. And now is already passed. Right? The, the future is now. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised what's coming. What's happened in the past, everything that you've asked for, life has been preparing you for it. And life, they say, is the cruelest teacher because it gives you the test first and the lesson after, right? And if you fail the test, you're gonna pat, you're gonna take the, the take the, take the lesson. And then if you fail the test again, you're gonna take the lesson. People say, why does this shit keep happening to me? Because you haven't learned the lesson. Because you keep asking for it. Pay attention. Exactly. To the point, exactly too. To the point of get up and grow. Everybody falls, and just about everybody gets up, but most people just get up and go but they need to get up and grow because if you don't grow through what you go through, you keep going through the same shit over and over again. So it's about getting up and growing, not just getting up and going, right? You need to get up and grow, not just get up and go. And it's in falling that we learn, it's in getting up that we grow. And until we grow through what we go through, we're going to keep living it. We're going to keep suffering that. There's there's a, a, another... The reality is this, pain is part of life. Pain is part of life, it just mm -hmm. is. Suffering is a choice. Because if you broke your leg three years ago, it hurt like crazy, it hurt. But if you look back on that and focus on the pain, you're going to feel the pain. But the pain isn't really there. It's the suffering that you're choosing to feel because of that. And that means the girl that broke your heart 20 years ago, the, the woman that left you or the man that left you last year and you're still suffering through it, the pain is gone. It's gone. Whatever happened, mm -hmm. happened. Bad shit happened to you. I used to get my ass beat all the time as a kid. Me too. By the, 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 the man who's supposed to protect me. It happened. <laughs> so fucking, so what? Now what? Right? So what? Now what? Now it's time. So what? So what's the good that comes from all the bad shit that happens? You learn what you don't want in life you learn how you not stronger you learn how not to, to 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 treat your kids you learn how not to treat your wife you learn how not to treat this one or that one i was betrayed by a business partner it cost me millions millions straight up millions but you know what i learned i grew right i grew i can i can have now have a new appreciation for people that are going through or have gone through it Right. And everything that happens in your life can either make you better or it can make you bitter. The choice is yours. You're either going to grow through what you go through or you're going to keep going through. You're going to keep suffering the pains of the past until you let them go. So life is about forgiveness, acceptance and growth. 
probably a few other things, but those are the first three that come to mind. Wow. I want to thank you so much for that because obviously we're firing on all cylinders because people are like just fired up right now. Um, one of the posts I just did before this show was something that was personal, but yet something for a lot of other people. I've been doing these amazing coaching calls. I've just been serving the community like you have, and I do this free coaching calls where people just, we just talk for an hour and I just try to help them through this situation and give them some sort of positive spin. It's no sales. It's no nothing. It's just me giving from my heart. And the thing I'm finding the most, Tony, and it's really sad is that the people that these guys are around, these guys and girls are around, they are not serving them. And they're like, what do I do? And I have had very brutal, honest conversations about this. And I'm curious to see what your ideas are about this. How important is it for the fact that the people we're around the most that are going to either catapult us to greatness and to thriving, like you said, or to continue our victimhood and continue our complacency. Because like I've told people that misery loves company and people are going to drag you down. If you look at a barrel full of monkeys and monkeys are trying to get out, they're trying to pull them all down. They're not trying to help them back up. So what is your thoughts about that? And be brutally honest about the fact that the people we're surrounded by the most, I mean, Stephen Covey talks about it, the five people you're around the most. It's one of my coaching exercises. I sit there and say, five people, just write a list, put a line down the middle and say positive or negative or positive or constructive or yeah, positive or negative. And so talk to us about the importance of the people that we're surrounding ourselves with and the difficulties of separating ourselves from that, because you've already admitted from your own personal experience that you have had some situations in your life where you've had to like actively say, no, I'm not going to be like that. And I love how you talk about being a different dad, being a different uh, parent. I've had to do that same exact thing. I grew up in a very abusive relationship. I grew up in a very, uh, I mean, just, it brings back a lot of bad memories because I actually heard one of my neighbors screaming at her kids today. And I told my wife, I said, that reminds me how my mom used to talk to me. And this lady was guttural in her voice. And I was scared for her. I was scared for the kids. So talk to us about the people that we associate with and having the ability and the, and the balls to say, no, I'm not going to be around that anymore. And disassociating ourselves with those people. Well, first I'll say this. I, I would, I would, I would offer you an, an adjustment. You said a barrel of monkeys. I, I'd say it's more like a basket of crabs because a barrel of monkeys, they may be trying to push it down, but they might actually be trying to pull themselves up a basket of crabs the crabs have no interest in climbing out as much of maybe the one that's trying to climb out wants to climb out. All the other ones are trying to just drag them down. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I say, you know, we growing up, we all heard, you know, you hang out with dogs, you get fleas, birds of a feather flock together, right? That's what that, those are the catchphrases of our time. Now it's, you become the average of the five people you spend time with. And that's true. I changed it a little bit to, to say the six people that you're hanging with, right? You and five people, it's six of you because, you know, you've got to watch your six, meaning you got to watch the people around you and you've got to watch your back and they've got your six and everything else. The reality of it is not everybody that's in your boat is paddling. There's, there's sometimes there's somebody with a drill, drilling holes in the boat when you're not looking. It's important to surround yourself with the right people. It's important to, when you look around that the people in your circle are inspiring you, are, are, are encouraging you to reach higher, to be bigger, to think bigger, to take risks, to move beyond where you are, to move beyond the status quo. Because if the people in your circle aren't trying to lift you higher, the people in your circle aren't encouraging you to be and do more, then my friends, you do not have a circle, you have a cage. 
Ooh, love it. You have a cage. It's trying to keep you in. And here's the thing. And this is what everybody's got to realize is many people that are doing that, they're not doing that out of hate because they they because they they don't want to see you succeed. Some are, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that want to see you succeed, just they want to see you do well, just not better than them. A little bit. There's a shit ton of people that way. You know, they're like, Oh, you're doing great, congratulations. You know, they want to see you do well, but just not better than them. But many times the people that are trying to hold you down is because. One of two things. One, they don't want you to get hurt. And that's usually mom. They don't want you to like try and then they don't want broken heart and you get hurt. So they're trying to hold you down because they're afraid of what may happen. And then yet the others, and this is probably more prevalent, they're afraid of losing you because you're going to outgrow them and they're not willing to grow with you. So you've got a decision to make, right? You're going to stick with people that are going to grow with you. And then there's people that you're going to outgrow. That does Some people you just got to cut out of your life. End of goddamn story. Some people you're like, holy shit, that is a dead anchor. It's rusty. It's doing nothing for me. Right. Exactly right. Some you got to do that. But yet there's others. Some of them, sometimes they're family members. Sometimes they're a sibling. Sometimes they're a cousin. Sometimes they're high school, high school buddies. That even they're those two, right? Even those two, right? Right. And let's I wish my sister, well, like in 2005, I'm like, you're batshit fucking crazy. I can't deal with that. I wish you well. Good luck on your journey. I did that for my own sanity. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call on Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll even split a meal for nope. sure. We'll share a meal or not. But here's the thing. Some people you just got to let go. Others, you know, it's like you can't be around toxicity for too long. For example, you break yeah. a bone. You go and you go, or you go to the dentist, you get an x ray. It's bad for you, but it's limited exposure. It's there for a reason. Cool, whatever. They come in, they put a lead weight on you, whatever it is, to protect you. So, the same thing that there's toxic people in our, in our lives that it's, but that we can't really cut out of our lives because they've just been there for a long time. So, maybe you don't go out to dinner with them. Maybe you go out for coffee, mm. right? You, you just limit the amount of time that you spend around negative people because honestly, you really need to try to help as many people as you can come up with you. But that doesn't mean you stick around five, six negative people and, and you're just forever trying to bring them out because all that's going to happen is they're going to keep you down. As the saying goes, if you hang out with, you know, with, with five people that make $80,000 a year, chances are you'll be the sixth. You hang out with somebody that's making $250,000 a year and everybody's around the same, same, same income bracket, chances are you're going to be the sixth. You're hanging out with a bunch of millionaires, chances are you'll be the sixth because it's just a different level of thinking. You can't have, you can't have big, big idea conversations, big, expansive conversations with small-minded people. And that's, I don't mean that offensively. Please don't take that the wrong way. Yeah, it's part of life. But that's the just the reality. And not everybody's going to grow at the same rate. Not everybody wants to grow at the same rate. Some people are just comfortable existing. Cool. I'm okay with that. Just, you know, don't hold me down. Don't, don't try to sabotage me because you, because whatever your insecurities is, is keeping you down, you know? Right. And, and to build on that, Tony, I think that's so important because, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, I'm guilty of trying to save the world. My wife used to tell me that my current wife, I've had two wives. My, my current wife used to say, you're always trying to save the world. She used to like see me interact with bartenders and waitresses. And I'm like, so what's going on? What's your life goals? I'm like, I became a compulsive motivationalist. That's my term. I became a compulsive motivationalist because I wanted to help people. But then 
understanding the untethered soul, understanding the surrender experiment, understanding the book, why me, why this, why now, and realizing that based on what you said, also near death experiences, I'm reading another book. i read like five books at one time, which is crazy because that's I'm ADD. Um, you know, sometimes we get to a point where we have to look at somebody and say, okay, you know, from a really spiritual situation. And I was talking with this, my, my buddy, Scott, who's my co-host on the Friday night lives that we do. I was like, you know, maybe I've been here 200 times in some sort of life form. I've been a soul and I've had a 200 life forms and I've learned these experiences and I keep coming back to learn different experiences, but maybe the person that I love has only been here 17 times and maybe they're not going to get what it is that I'm getting. And sometimes you have to let them go to have those experiences to grow. What do you say to that? I mean, to be able to say that you love somebody so much that you're going to let them go to have their own failures, their own mistakes, their own growing experiences so they can get to where you and I are. And we're not even there yet. I mean, both of us yeah. have situations in our life. So what do you say to those people that have to leave somebody behind? And they're so, it's so painful because like I said before in my post, I've asked people and I've been doing these coaching calls and they're like, I feel like I'm held down by my husband. I feel like I'm held down by my sister. I feel like I'm held down by my brother, my mother, whatever it is. And I have to let them go. I'm like, you have to wish them well and move on with your journey. Otherwise you're going to be stuck at 70 years old, looking back on your life with a bunch of fucking regrets. And you're going to like, I should have lived my life, not the fucking safe life. They wanted me to live because they were complacent and they were scared. What do you say to those people, Tony? Listen, I say that we all have our own journey. We all have our own life. I say that playing small serves no one. Doesn't serve, doesn't serve you, doesn't serve your family, doesn't serve your community, doesn't serve the greater good. I say that you should not dim your light because other people are intimidated by that and it hurts their eyes. Tell them to put on sunglasses, turn around or walk the hell away. Because you know what? If you've got something to, if you've got something to share, share it. If you've got a story to share, share it. Because somebody out there wants to, want, needs to hear maybe what you've got to say. Your your story of survival, your story of climbing the mountain, might be somebody else's survival guide. You know, don't don't die with your music still inside you. There's no one on their deathbed. There was that book that was written. You know, interviews of of, of people that were on their last days, or of, of nurse. Uh, I think it was a doctor. Oh, keep talking. Keep talking. I got that one. Yeah. And, and basically they asked people that were really on their final days, you know, what do you wish you had done? Not one person said, I wish I had spent more hours at the office. I wish I had made more money. I wish I had closed more deals. I wish I had done this or that. No, they all say, I wish I had traveled more. I wish I had spent more time with my family. I wish I had, you know, spent time with my kids. I wish I had done more to, to leave my mark. I wish I had shared my story and made more of an impact, you know? So that's what people, that's what you don't want to be that person. You want to, like I said, you want to, I don't want to show up to my funeral, you know, all crispy and clean. I want to show, you know, as they say, you know, my ball tires and no gas left in the tank kind of, kind of, kind yeah. of, where go, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to die young as late as goddamn possible. Yeah, I don't want to just expire. I want to go doing something that I enjoy, you know, and having lived life. Mm -hmm. So live life, enjoy your life, you know, just live it, feel it. And you know what? If if there's somebody holding you down, 
you know, you've got a decision to make at the end of the day, right? I'm not saying anything that anybody should leave anyone or, or leave someone behind, but you don't necessarily have to leave anyone behind. You can try to bring them with you, but we could only help those who are willing to help themselves. We could only pull somebody up if they're willing to climb, because if they're, if, 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 if somebody's destined to sink to the bottom of the ocean, you're going to have to be one exceptional swimmer to bring him up. Otherwise, you're going to be drowning with them. And that, that is the ultimate reality. Bam. Look at that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the book that Tony was just talking about. I, I, I've, I've researched this tremendously, and I bought the book, Top or Five Regrets of the Dying. Um, Tony, do you know what the top regret is? Uh, I rattled off a, a couple of them, but it was uh, more time with family, uh, make more of an impact, travel more, love more, um, you know, work more hours. Was that it? No. Pretty sure that <laughs> no, the number one regret of the dying, and I've quoted this so many times, Tony, so thank you for bringing that up. The number one regret of the dying is that I live, and I've seen this personally in in senior citizen homes when my mom was going through her stuff and her cancer. And I was in all these rehabilitation centers and these senior citizens homes. And I would talk to these people. I would just be like young with long hair and just like, so if you had your life to live over again, what would you do? It was, I was always so curious. And then that book came out or the, the, the Facebook or the, the internet thing came out. It's like the top five regrets of the dying. The number one regret of the dying is that they lived a life that they thought they were supposed to live versus the life that they wanted to live. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. dad wanted me to become yeah. an attorney. My mom wanted to become a doctor. Oh, I should have been, you know, this religious thing, or I should have been this person. I was afraid of being gay. I was afraid of being a dancer and all this other stuff. That book is phenomenal. I actually had, I was listening to it and I was reading it and I got to a point where I couldn't, where I had to stop because it freaked me out so much about how truly that I struggle with, but I want to ask you this question. It's a word we have to be selfish. We have to own what it is that we want to do, but we're brought up to not be selfish. So what do you say to that when people are, I want to live my life, but I don't want to be selfish. Dude, listen, self-care is not selfish. Yes. Self-care is essential. For the guys that are out there trying to shining our light, you know, I, I'd say that, you know, it's not about as much about motivating people because motivation is, is an external force. It's really about inspiring people because when you can inspire someone effectively, they're inspired from the inside out. So the inspiration comes from within them. Uh, but self-care is not selfish. Self-care is essential. Self-care is essential. I'm going to say it again. Self-care is essential because if you don't take care of yourself, then, then there's not enough of you to go around. I tell my wife all the time, you've got to be selfish and take care of yourself because I need you around to take care of me and the boys, right? So <laughs> self-care self is essential. And we've got to be careful when we're givers. And this, I love this quote, and you probably have this tattooed somewhere as well. <laughs> Kidding. You know, givers got to set limits because takers don't have any. Oh, say that again. Wait, say that again. New tattoo. Givers have to set limits because takers don't have any. Ooh, I need to know that. Yeah. I needed to hear that right now, Tony. So thank you. It's so freaking true. And people say all the time, and I'm going to give you another one, that you have to keep filling your glass because they say you can't pour from an empty cup. Kind of true, but really it's not because you can pour from an empty cup. But what comes out is your men physical, mental, and emotional health. 
So you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to fill your cup. You got to, we all heard this and put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. You've got to fill your cup. And I heard it today from one of my guests on my show on the Tony, on Tony Talks. It was, you know, when your cup is full and you keep it full, you know, the love and what you can give is so abundant because your cup is full. You don't even realize, you know, that you're just exuding this, right? Because your cup is full. When you're happy, when you're laughing, when you're smiling and life is good and you're giving, you don't, you're not giving anything, right? Because your cup is full. It's just what's kind of access. It's access. It's what's coming out. So that's the point of living your best life. That's the point of stepping into your greatness. That's the point of being the best version of you. In order for you to be the best version of you, you have to step out of your comfort zone and you've got to be willing to let go of the past. And you cannot grab a bull by the horns if you've got one hand holding his goddamn tail. Well, I thought you were going to say something else, but okay. All right. Well, you know, you go, you can say yours next. But the reality of it is you can't move forward. You can't grab on. Future, if you're still holding on to the past. So why do people continue to do that, Tony? I mean, I mean, seriously, I want to bash people in the brains. They're like, oh, but this and but that and but this and but that. And I just have to literally, I just, I've learned over the last couple of years to wish them well. I'm like, you're on your journey. If that's working for you and that's what you want to continue to do and you don't want to sit there and read books and grow, then I wish you well. And I hope you're on that. And I've become stronger myself, Tony, because, you know, I'm like, you, I want to serve. I want to help people. I'm one of those compulsive people that just like will invest in people all the time. I mean, people are very close to me. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's so massive. Um, we just got a few minutes left. Really? What is your, I mean, you've, you've dropped so many truth bombs today. You've dropped so much passion today. I could keep talking to you for the next five hours, but I want to respect your time. I know you have another business call. Um, let's see. Whoops. What do we got? We have a question. Um, what's, let's see. Okay. So Cindy asked, how long did it take you, Tony, to get to that point and move on? And I've, I've had different points in my life that I've hit roadblocks and you know, I don't know how much time do we have left? We have seven minutes left, so I can't really get into this long story. Keep going, dude. If you're flowing, you're flowing. We go an hour and 15. We go an hour and 15. No worries. Just keep yeah, flowing. Maybe go five minutes because I really do have to be on another call, which to me, it's 1030, which is not a normal business call, but this guy's in California as well. So I've got, you know, it's only 730. Californians. <laughs> That's right. By the way, thank you for accommodating. You're doing this show half hour early because of that, because, you know, I had asked you to go a little early. So thank you for that. Well, you, um, you bring passion, you bring energy, you bring content. So I'm happy to do it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. So, um, how long did it take, man? You know, we keep going through what we go through. And here's the thing. I know that I'm good. I'm still growing through what I'm going through. I'm still evolving. We're all growing through what we're going through. Hopefully. Um, you know, I just came out of a five-year court battle with an ex-business partner that cost me nearly 5 million bucks, you know? So that's painful because I didn't really have 5 million bucks to lose. You know, for an immigrant kid that grew up in Newark and, and fought his way up, that was a big, hard pill to swallow. But it, it forced me to grow. And I'll just share a really quick story. Someone had called me about three years ago and they said, Tony, you know, uh, and they start getting into the story. It's about 1030 at night. And, and I never speak to him at that time. I always speak to him during the day. And uh, he keeps getting into a story. I said, listen, just stop. Are you telling me your story? Or are you just resharing mine? says, I know that's why I'm calling you. How do you stay so positive? How do you do this? I said, first, you know, it's a daily practice. You've got to have a morning routine. You've got to think about what you're grateful for. What are you grateful for every morning? What are you grateful for at night? What are you grateful for? What happened today that I could be grateful for? What's going to be great tomorrow? 
focusing on your outcomes. And I was going through this. He says, but how? I said, you know what? Two years ago, I was comfortable, but I wasn't growing. I was making enough money, but I wasn't growing. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got hit by a truck and God said, grow. And I said, no. And there was more pain. And then God said, grow. And I said, no, there was more pain. And I suffered this pain for about nine or 10 months because I'm the fix it guy. I'm the guy that helps people with their relationships, with their friends, with their family, with their business partners. I'm the guy that can turn help turn businesses around. I'm the guy that can help people grow through what they go through. I'm like, I can fix this. This is just because he was going through a divorce at the time. And, uh, and little did I know that that wasn't happening. And he was leveraging the fact that he knew that I'm the guy that's always trying to make everything better. And during nine or 10 months, I basically allowed him to put me deeper in the hold and set the dominoes up against me and everything else. So for nine months or 10 months, pain is there to, is designed to make you move, right? You put your hand on the stove, it hurts, so you take your hand out. Otherwise, you're going to get third degree burns and have to lose some fingers. Pain is there to force you to pay attention to something in your life. Right. If you're it's like you're the, the pilot in the cockpit of an airplane and your emotions are the gauges and there's an emotion going off. Oh, it's a yellow light. It's not that big of a deal. But if that light's red and it keeps flashing and then there's freaking horns, you better pay attention because engine number two is out. Mm -hmm. Right. Or your fuel gauge or the horizon or whatever it is. Every emotion. There's no wrong emotion. There's no emotion that's bad. Right. There's no emotion that's bad. They're all indicators of places that 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 are calling for your attention, sometimes screaming for your attention. Right. So being there isn't. So I'll go back to the whole thing, the whole get up and grow came to me. I didn't find that it. it came to me in that story. So I tell this story. And this is interesting because I had it was after a holiday party. So I had a couple of drinks. I wasn't drunk, but I, you know, I was loose. So I literally pulled this goddamn thread because I, I never, when I'm coaching somebody, I never evoke religion into it. Listen, I'm Catholic by birth, but I'm more spiritual than I am religious. You know, I respect everyone. Doesn't matter what you are, Hindu, Muslim, Jewish, it doesn't really matter to me. You believe in a higher power, you respect something greater than you. Cool. Doesn't matter what you call them. As far as I'm concerned, there's one, what, and everybody calls them different names. You know, this bottle is what's called a bottle, and there's water in it. In Spanish, it's una botella. In Portuguese, it's una garrafa. In Portuguese, it's agua. It's water. It's low in French, right? It's all the same thing. It's just called by a different name. So anyway, and I'm not going to get into the religious component of it, but I'm much more spiritual than I am religious, and I'll say that. And and I started saying this and God said, grow. And I said, no, and more pain. And God said, grow. And I said, no, the pain was God said, grow. And I said, no. And then finally, nine months later, this happened. And I recognized what was going on. I'm like, this is bullshit. What are you doing, Tony? This is happening. Stop ignoring it. And the pain went away. It was freaking wild. It was wild. And things just kind of got clear until about a month later, there was some more nonsense and lawsuits and every other bullshit, you know, when somebody, a narcissist, you know, accuses you of something that they've done kind of thing. So like, boom, more pain. God said, grow. And I said, no. And here I go through the same goddamn cycle again. The interesting thing is midway through this conversation, I must've said, God said, grow. And I said, no, 20 times my son comes in and says, good night, dad. I'm like, all right, good night. I get back on the phone and my buddy Walter says, Hey, uh, keep going. I'm like, Dude, what, what was I saying? 
completely lost the thread of what I was saying. And then he started talking about it. He's like, just keep reading this. I'm not reading anything. Well, he was, <laughs> I picked up the thread again. I kept going with it. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's going to take a while. The interesting thing, it wasn't, it wasn't until three months later that I was sharing this story with somebody. And I'm like, holy shit, that story was for me, not for him. It served him, but that story was for me. So get up and grow is I was down. And I had to get up and grow. God said, grow. And I said, no. So only when you grow through what you go through, will the suffering end. But you've got to own your shit. You've got to see things as they are, not better than they are, not worse than they are. See them as they are so you can get optics on it. You can get shit done. Right? Powerful. Powerful. Dude, you are shaking people up. I love it. Thank you so much. I knew you'd bring the passion. I knew you'd bring the content. I knew you'd bring the genuinity of who you are. And I'm so grateful for you being here. How can people connect with you and continue this conversation? Because obviously you're impacting people. You are bringing fire. How can they connect with, connect with you more? So listen, on Instagram, it's my name, Tony Rodriguez with an S. With an S? Yes, I learned that. Tony Rodriguez with an S. So Tony- my friends are fucking Zs, dude. I have like so many Hispanic Mexican friends are all Z's. Yeah. And I was like, Z. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's an S. Yeah, Por- Portuguese are the only ones that spell with an S or Brazil. Brazil, oh. I'm from Portugal. So Tony Rodriguez, uh, the way it's spelled here, 2.0. So Tony Rodriguez 2.0. You can also check me out on YouTube if you go youtube.com uh, forward slash C forward slash get up and grow the way you see it here without the hashtag. Um, you know, I'm up to... I don't know, uh, 98 episodes, I think was today was the 98th episode, um, of uh, Tony talks. I'm doing them six days a week as well during this situation. And, uh, and then I'll probably wind up throttling that back a little bit because it does take a fair amount of time, as you know. Uh, so on Facebook also, you can just put in my name just the way you see it, uh, and then, uh, get up and grow. And you can find me there as well. The website is getupandgrow.com, just with the letter N, getupandgrow.com. It's being worked on now, so you might just get a landing page. And there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of uh, opportunity going on. Uh, Like you, I am also a a, a high-performance life and business strategist. I've coached everyone from professional baseball player to attorneys, doctors. Um, You know, so I, I am, I am. Again, that's what I do, and I I do I have some masterminds going. As a matter of fact, I have a free mastermind going on right now. Uh, it's called Mentors and Masterminds, um, and it's, if you go to YBLS now, like your best life strategists, YBLSnow.com, you'll get information on uh, the uh, on the mastermind that we're holding right now on Sundays at four o'clock. It is free for about a month, and then you can opt in to join us uh, for the paid mastermind, but we're going to have a couple of different levels of it. So you'll be able to have uh, access to me. It's two other Tony Robbins trainers. We bring in some fascinating speakers as well every, uh, every other week to, uh, to share their stories of inspiration growth and love. And uh, again, I'm just here to help people grow through what they go through because we all have to do it. Uh, helping people turn decades into days so that they don't have to suffer the pains of the past, get optics on what really happened, perspective because life is about perspective life is about contrast you can't have light without dark you can't have love without hate you can't have sweet without sour in order to know what it is that you want you got to know what it is that you don't want because how many of us know somebody that seemingly has everything in life and is freaking miserable 
and you that's you know again so sometimes your nightmare is somebody else's dream yeah so that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it dude dude you have to i'm going to tell you right now you have to come on a friday night live with myself and scott and another guest and just share the fire share the passion this is what i love about you tony i see you in your normal situation and the fire that you bring tonight and the passion i love that i love that grit i love that honesty because that's honestly for me i've noticed that when i'm more like mission oriented and like i just want to fucking just drill into people's brains what's going on the more i do that and the more i think i'm being like too harsh or i'm being too passionate the more i find that it digs into their brains and by the comments that i've been showing on the screen tonight tony you have impacted so many people so thank you so much for being and doing this i'm just going to just take you off screen here for a second we're going to end the show because i know you got to go do something i just want to do some wrap-up comments but dude thank you so much for being here you have an open invitation to come back to friday night live with myself and scott and just thank you and i'm just going to take us out and then i'm going to put for all you guys watching, I'll put in the show notes Tony's uh, access numbers and his uh, websites and everything else for the after effect on this show because it is live. But Tony, thank you so much for being here. And um, we're just going to end the show in just a second. Wow. I mean, when I sit here as a host, you know, it's 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 important for me to direct and figure out what the conversation is going to be and figure out what the questions are going to be. But I love the fact that when I'm in it, and I'm listening to my guests and I'm, and I'm like totally taking notes and everything. That's passion. I mean, what Tony was saying tonight, what I was saying tonight, I hope it really resonated in your hearts because ultimately it's up to you, you, the person watching this, whether it's live or watching it on the replay, it's up to you to do this one thing. It's called decide. You have to decide that you've had enough. You have to decide that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have to decide you're tired of being around the people like Tony and I talked about who are cool and everything else, but they're holding you down. They're afraid. They want misery. They misery loves company. It's up to you to decide to, to draw upon their strength and to figure out that it's going to take blood, sweat, and tears to get through this and to become out, to come out of this situation as a thriver, not a survivor. If you come out of this situation worse than you were when you, than when you went into it, then that's on you. You have to go to the accountability mirror and look at yourself in the face and go, hey, did I make the right decisions or what I just or was I just looking for short-term gratifications? So I encourage you to go back and even watch this episode again on replay. Take notes and, and put into action what it is that you're going to do in your life. You have to take responsibility. The government, nobody else is going to do this for you. Your parents, your best friends, nobody's going to do this for you. You're going to have to do it and you're going to have to strive for it. But Tony and I are both examples of going through the shit and continue to go through the shit to thrive and to survive and to serve. So I encourage you guys to take your pain, turn it into pleasure and figure out how you're going to serve other people through the experiences that you've gone through and make the world a better place. I love you guys. Raw and unscripted. Stay unstoppable. You guys fucking rock. And so much. I love you guys. Miss it for life. Peace out.